Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Calder Nest. This episode, we're gonna be chatting about a couple of new Disney Plus next phase figures, as well as getting into that mailbag and answering some listener questions. This is episode 507. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Hero Clicks. I have the high ground. Oh yeah, you may have the high ground. It's over, Simeon. Yeah. Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how six how people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fool. Simeon will be able to edit that out. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm going to make your clips like that forever. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Dial H for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5, D-I-A-L-5, for 5% off your Cool Stuff Inc. order. And on select figures here at Shop.WizKids.com, you can use code DIALH10, D-I-A-L-H-10. That's a one and a zero for 10% off your HeroClicks order on shop.wizkids.com. Not useful with certain promos, pre-order figures, and a few other uneligible pieces. Jordan, like always, in the studio is Simeon Bruce. Oh, what's going on, Simeon? Do you want to clicks it, Calder? Oh, you have no idea how much I want to clicks it, Simeon. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, jumping right into what made us happy this week, that was a hilarious project. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it was. That was awesome. I, I can't wait for people to... Uh, figure out what they want to clicks and if they want to clicks it here hopefully very soon ish a week ish maybe maybe i don't know hopefully soon hopefully soon because it's uh it's it's one of the most fun projects we've done as dial h it feels like i say that every time we do a new video project but maybe that's just because every time we think of something new or fun could you think it's it's one of the less intricate ones that we've done uh, especially like at, coming off of next phase, but uh, it no, is it's definitely not as one of the goofiest ones for sure. It's up there in it being goofy, I suppose, and it's less complicated. And yet, the filming was also a lot harder than yes. other times. I think where this project became its most difficult was all the pre-production versus post-production. The the filming, especially, kind of going off the cuff that day especially when we had talked about doing something like this for two years or so which is really funny um, but finally being able to do it and then yeah a few other behind the scenes things and waiting on other people to uh make certain aspects of it also was a lot of work so it was a lot of post-production but quite fulfilling i'm pretty happy the way it turned out i don't think anything is perfect but i think it's pretty dang good with the time constraints and everything else we were working on yes Yes. Yeah. Now the, the listener is fully confused and has yeah, no they have no idea. About. Patreon, you know what? Oh, I Fun guess, fact. yeah, patrons do. Patreon members do know what we're talking about because they get to see the videos early. Now this isn't the full video, but if you join for as little as five dollars a month, oh, you get access to our Discord. You get an action token every single month, which is shipped out. Uh, quarterly that is correct quarterly so every three months patreon shipments and rewards are shipped out as well as giveaways and all sorts of really cool stuff happens over on patreon but five bucks is that nice entry-level fee that gets you access to the discord all these cool behind the scenes videos and then also all these videos that are early mostly a lot of skits get showcased early on here which is what simi and i are talking about right now so if you haven't yet feel free to join the patreon and support the things we do 
yeah, flawless, flawless Patreon plug. But this is seriously such a fun, such a fun project that I'm happy finally exists because there's a lot of projects that were always in like the works that were just kind of up in the air. We kind of mentioned them for fun that sometimes don't get realized, but I'm happy that this one got to exist. It's really cool. I think I think people have fun with it. Agreed. The yeah, the unlisted video has like 30 something views. And honestly, 20, <laughs> 20 of those might just be us. I don't I've rewatched it quite a few times. It's pretty fun. But all right, let's let's just jump into some quick news this week, guys. Before we get into any fun dial spoilers, uh, I do just want to say there is some Adepticon prizing updates. So on the WizKids HeroClix page, they meant they say, unfortunately, Marvel HeroClix Deadpool Weapon X has encountered some unexpected shipping delays. We sincerely apologize for being unable to match our initial plans to make this up to you, to our fans who have already planned travel. We're modifying our prizing to the for the championship events. This is only for the 300 modern events. Substituting a next phase retail chase booster for the Deadpool Weapon X retail chase boosters. So before uh, a few places, we're going to get a Deadpool Weapon X chase booster, right? Which is crazy impressive because that set is the next set to come out after next phase when next phase is being released Adepticon weekend. So it honestly, it makes more sense that it's a next phase retail chase booster that's winnable versus a weapon X chase booster. So that's one little switch up, which I really don't think is too big of a deal. And then they said they'll also ship a complete set of Deadpool weapon X to the championship winner during the sets revised pre-release window. So during pre-release for Deadpool weapon X, there will be a complete set sent to the Adepticon champion, which is still an insanely good prize to get an incomplete set in pre-release time. Uh, even getting a complete set of like the newest set would already be a great prize, yeah. but then getting a pre-release the next set, that's pretty awesome. So I think they did update their event page for prizing and information. Just some people were asking questions, a little confused about like what all was happening. They're it's just going to substitute. It's not as early, but it's better, I think. Right. Like you won't be getting it earlier or as early as they originally thought, but it is like a better set of pricing. Yeah, exactly. You know, an inch, I mean, an entire set of Deadpool Weapon X, which we know pretty much nothing about, like what five or six sculpts are. So that's pretty cool. That was the quick update here for prizing. They've also had a few design insight articles talking about trick arrow, marksman keyword, uh, a few things like that. But Simeon, do you want to take us to a website that we haven't visited here in actually quite a while on Dial H? What's that? Uh, could it perhaps be the land of... I don't know how to describe this website without sounding mean. So just Reddit, I guess. <laughs> do you want to take us to Reddit, <laughs> Simeon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the land of... Man, uh, the Heroclix mean? subreddit has a ton of people subscribed, and yet... It's one of the most inactive communities that we have, sadly. 7.6 thousand members and only 24 online. And I guarantee those 24 aren't browsing this subreddit right now. But yes, uh, WizKids HeroClix has an official Reddit page now, I guess. And they posted a spoiler. So yeah, this was posted by user WizKids Official four days ago. And they said, we are excited to see the, this community flourish and an appreciation. He, so I think they're trying to 
maybe bring some people to Reddit because this post is like the biggest post that this page has seen in quite a long time. 131 upvotes. Love that word. Uh, 24 comments. It's pretty popping uh, post. But yeah, they, they post a spoiler. So I'll click on it so I can actually see the, the spoiler. Ah, yes. It is the sculpt, the digital rendering, I believe. This I don't know. It's so hard because this could be... No, this is the digital rendering because the dial's blank. Um, I was going to say it could be the actual sculpt, but uh, it is the digital rendering of Amit, the not snake. It's an alligator god with a snake medallion thing wrapped around it, a snake uh, belt. Yeah, it's like a cobra, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. So Amit is the bad god i guess you could say i don't think they really are good and bad ones i think they just the antagonist yeah the antagonistic yeah yeah this force of nature isn't something that humans want i guess unless you're harrow and then you do uh so yeah this is the harrow's deity the one that he worships through the moon knight series and he has that little staff that he weighs and scales like the whatever the soul um but anyhow, Amit has Power Cosmic and Mystic's team abilities. Number 056 in the set, Unique. So it is a chase. It is the avatar of the of Amit trait is the first one. This is the sideline active, just like Kanchu, just like Tarit that we saw. Uh, so if they have the, what is it, avatar? Uh, 10 points to choose somebody to be Amit's avatar. If they have uh, the Herald keyword, then they pay zero points instead. It can't be equipped or chosen by any other ga- uh, character's avatar this game. And then Amit's avatar can use poison and steel energy and also scores the points paid with this trait when they are KO'd. So I think this will probably see use on av- uh, not avatars, on Heralds. But one of the best Heralds in the game right now already has steel energy. So I don't know if we'll see it on that one. That, of course, being Carnage Silver Surfer. I do think giving poison or steel energy to just anyone for 10 points is pretty solid. I know the Remaker Ring was poison shape change, and that got quite a bit of use. So I think that this could see play uh, paying the actual points point value. And uh, Amit here has a second trait that is Serve Me and Find Peace, Invincible. When Amit is KO'd, you may choose a friendly character and deal one damage to each opposing character within two squares of that character. If that character is Amit's avatar, this game that character has, this character deals penetrating damage. And that trait is Protected Pulse Wave. So you would have to be main forcing Amit for, to use that trait. It would have to be on your team. And then you would also have to be... Uh, choosing somebody that isn't Amit. So this isn't like a Cathan situation where you could choose Amit for their own sideline thing. But uh, yeah, pretty decent. Amit gets KO'd, and Amit is like a big enough threat where they're going to want to KO it. They're not just going to leave it there. And then you get to just deal one damage to each opposing character within two squares. It's not penetrating damage, but still, dealing damage could take some characters out if they're on like a stop click or something. Speaking of stop clicks, Amit has Ooh. two of them. Click three and six, six click long dial, and that is Goddess of the Underworld. Stop, regeneration, regeneration as free. So, again, traded invincible, and then stop clicks. So, there. I was going to originally go into how weird it is that there's no reducer on the dial and no reducer on the stop click, but traded right. invincible, 
So just keep that in mind. The dial itself, the first two clicks, there's only one point value. It's 125. First two clicks are charge, quake, combat reflexes, and exploit weakness. And Amit is giant size. So it's a very green heavy top dial. Click three is where we get that first stop click, and that is plasticity, poison, the stop regen, regen as free, and prob control. And then on clicks four and five, it's really interesting. We get sidestep, pulse wave, regeneration, shape change. And keeping in mind, this is a character that is cosmic energy and traded invincible, so reducing a whole lot of damage and also mystics, so dealing back a whole lot of damage. And then click six just mirrors that same click three where it is plasticity, poison, regeneration, stop click, and probability control. I think this is a really good pull and sealed, obviously. I, most I think so are. too. But this feels really solid because I can pay I can pay 10 points, give someone on my team poison and steel energy, play Omit, then I also get the other half of if they KO Omit, I'm going to like be dealing out extra damage. And there's not a ton of reducers in this set. There's like some, there's quite a few like people with toughness or whatever, but like there's some goon and uh, martial artist type people who aren't as yeah. heavy on the reducer end. So I think that could do a lot. And then also just how much damage you would have to do to this character while taking mystics. If you don't get them off the stop click, they have regen, regen is free. They've got giant willpower. Um, even if you get them past that first one, then you're putting them on like a pulse wave click and that's not a great option. Still have regen on the pulse wave click. So yeah, like just very dangerous character and sealed all around. Obviously I think anything that is sideline active and can potentially cost zero or only 10 points to play, probably going to see some play in the competitive scene. Um, definitely. Yeah. And then I, I do like it. I think that it's, a good casual piece too because it's got animal cosmic deity mystical ruler themes with a ton of fun stuff i don't know i i think it's going to be one of the ones that i want to get i think just there's only three egyptian gods i think we have we have the full set list so yeah there's only three egyptian gods i think collecting all three of them is attainable that's an aspirational thing that i can try you feel like they will probably be the most expensive? Like, besides Kevin as an Ultra Chase, the True. three Egyptian gods are probably the most expensive thing in the set, I imagine, just for how competitive they're going to be. I do agree with you, though, about Amet. I think she's well, she's definitely the heaviest-hitting Egyptian god, the 12-4 exploit charge. Um, just 21 from close. Out, like, yeah, the 21 from close. And I think defensively, she's also the best. Because having traded Invincible is better than... Because the other ones have Reducers top dial, but then they lose them whenever they get on their stop clicks or those, like, regen kind of clicks. So I think this is just, like, the beefiest one and probably going to be the hardest one to take out in Sealed just because they have Invincible the entire time combined with those stop clicks versus, like, whatever. Conchie just, like, doesn't have anything on those clicks at all, so... Being able to crack that 21 first, or at the very least, a 20 from range if you put her in some hindering terrain, like, dang, this is going to be stout with the free regen and everything. So, I don't know. I like I like her the most as a sealed piece. I think 125 points, something about all the gods just feels like 125 just feels fair, I guess. It doesn't feel like overcosted, but it just feels like... It's not like a deal, you know? It's not like Carnage Surfer or Prime Spider-Man where it's like, oh, wow, this for 50 points... What a deal. 125 just feels fair, which yeah. is a good thing. 
but it's definitely just like, yeah, that's yeah, it's probably 125 points, and it'll be pretty tough to take out. So I don't know. I really like her as a sealed pick. I don't know if like competitively you ever play any of the gods at 125. I don't think so. But this in like sealed or a battle royale, man. Oh, she can mess some things up. Like really mess some stuff up. I could see it if like the 400 um, theme keeps getting played places. I could see somebody trying to main force one of these, and I don't think it'd be the craziest thing. I think um, we've seen some like high costed characters do decent in like that 400 range True. with with the very few events that we have of that so that's i'm at jumping over we got to see more dials we got to see spa groot and man bowl we're gonna save the groots for the full set review just because that's probably the best time to talk yeah. all of the, the funny little groots and whatnot so I'll jump into, I believe, our last member of the Obama Stay therapy group that we needed to round out the team. He is a super area, 045 in the set. Obama Stay, Animal, Brute, and Warrior. Those are his keywords for Old Man Bull. He does ignore blocking terrain. When he moves through, he destroys it. Zero range, one target. He's got seven clicks of life. And, you know, pretty solid stats. He's got charge the entire time. He's got quake for his first three clicks. He's got some invulnerability and power. And then he rolls on to some toughness support later on. He is an 811-18-4 top dial with charge, quake, invulnerability, and empower, which is pretty solid. He has the Obama State mindfulness trait, which is free. Remove an action token from Manbolt. If you do, you give an action token to a friendly character with the Obama State keyword in four squares. Pretty solid, just kind of keep tokens off of him, or you can just toss tokens on him, although that's really Porcupine's role in the Obama State group is just get tokens tossed on him. And then his trait is, and well, that's triggering for me. It gives him just all caps knockback. When Manbull attacks an opposing character, modify his attack plus one for each red standard power that they can use. Pretty solid, he's seeing red, classic Matador, red flag, bull, whatever pretty fun so if they have three red powers on dial uh it doesn't say printed either it just says each red standard power they can use so actually if they have traded super senses or flurry or whatever then you actually will get a plus one for that so potentially if they got three or more red powers you'll be a 14 for four top dial punching a a red powered person the only thing I would change about Manbull, I think this is pretty solid. I do just wish a lot of our bull characters, the Minotaurs from like the Captain America set, had like a full speed charge where it kind of shows that he right. just rushes in head for. That's the only thing I would have liked to see with Manbull. Similar to like a, a Ram kind of ability. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. yeah, without being like Ram, where it's just kind of that big full rush in quake, whatever, big hit. But the the red thing is very thematic. It's cool. You know, having knockback all the time is also great. He's an 11 attack the entire time, never goes below three damage. So that's really cool. I would just have liked to see some like a special speed power, which is just like charge, move full speed or something would have been cool. But Manbull here, he's pretty solid. I think he'll be a pretty solid sealed and a battle royale pick as he just has solid reducers up front. And he's 11 for four charge piece is never bad. So he's pretty fun little piece. He rounds out. There's a just a ton of. The Obama State group is just a ton of attackers, close attackers especially, so Manbull is one of the better ones at that, which is straight up high raw stats versus needing uh, special situations for like El Aguila or any of the other ones. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're going to so, be a, a fun casual team. I wish they were all common to rare so that they could have been like a pulp team, but... Mm. I think yeah. I agree with you there, yeah. 
it is a little bit of a bummer having at least three of them be super rares, and then I think we still don't know, but yeah, we already know all the curves, so yeah, that means Abomination is also going to be like a super rare or something. No, we do know that. Yeah, we saw the set list. So yeah, it is kind of a bummer having like four of the Abomas Day group all be like super rares. Yeah. But Luckily, there's enough cheap ones that you could still do it in uh, Pulp. It just... That is true. Record, the She-Hulks, the Just Emil Blonsky. Yeah, I guess there is a handful. Pretty solid amount. Next up, let's go ahead and jump into some listener questions. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Handful of listener questions this week over on the Discord, a.k.a. the Patreon. Already did the plug for that, so I'm not going to do it again. His own Bill asks, with Adepticon coming up and WizKids hiring someone to be their community manager, how many big tournaments a year is the right number? I feel like we all agree that currently we have too few, but too many would oversaturate the community. This is kind of an interesting predicament that Bill's talking about here. I personally think if we could run, it depends on what major is, but I do think pseudo qualifiers to state tournaments could be running every two or so months and then the big tournaments worlds of Decepticon nationals happen whenever they happen so basically if we went back to regional qualifiers whether that be a WKO style or something else every like two three months quarterly whatever I think that'd be pretty solid right now it feels like there's not enough there's plenty of creativity in the game, but I feel like too many people play it too safe when they go to these bigger events because there are just so few, just 300 modern events that even happen every year that it's like, why would I ever experiment? Experimenting is just for practice or whatever. So we don't get to see as much crazy, wacky stuff during modern right now when we only have like kind of what it feels like literally just Nationals, Worlds, and now this year, Adepticon, really, and then I guess Florida. So... Right. Three official, one pseudo, you know, starting to be official. So we I, we don't get enough for there to be creativity. So personally, Bill, I would like to see one every two months, a quote unquote major event, whether that be like a Nationals of Worlds, an Adepticon, a Champion Click, stuff like that. I think every two months would be pretty solid. Does that mean everybody would always be able to go to them? No, and I think that's fine. I don't think everybody needs to go to every single major tournament. Um, but I would just like to see that much, and maybe if we don't want to do major, major ones, at the very least, every two months, do some kind of regional qualifier for an area where people can choose to go to if they want to or not. Um, so yeah, something like that. Every two months, I would like to see a qualifier, and then all of our major tournaments still happen when the major tournaments happen. What about you, Simeon? I agree. I think... Um putting more out there for the community so there's like more smaller events like local events and people can start traveling again and like getting some good uh op kit kind of like pricing for those where it's like makes it worth traveling but not like necessary to you know it's not like a big event that you have to like go if you want to get the stuff kind of thing or at least having options of where you go to get the thing yeah. um but yeah i think I think the HeroClix community could handle four big events a year, maybe even five. I think five would be pushing it where like you wouldn't see everyone at all of them. You would see maybe different people at each one. I don't know. Yeah. I personally like I if I were playing competitively, I think I would just keep it to like the big three or like, you know, 
nationals and worlds for sure. If I'm worried about actually like placing at places and stuff, those are the two that really matter as far as what is like a big official title kind of thing. But if there were like three or four or five and I was really wanting to grind away and get some, get some goodies and also get better at the game, I could see myself going to five a year. I think that's not doable for everyone, but it's definitely possible if you're able to drive. Yeah, I agree. All right, Bill. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully you like those answers, Mister Mister Will Very Roche. The D Man asks, "How superstitious are you when it comes to dice? Do you change out your dice mid-game if they are rolling really poorly? I've seen lots of players do that. I know a player who turns their dice to have sixes facing up between rolls to train them." Maybe you just have a favorite set of lucky dial H dice you always use. I'm really not superstitious at all. I'll usually stick with a pair of dice for whatever game or day I'm rolling and just keep rolling it. Um, I think the dice superstition is fine for some people. I hate when people do it in between rolls where if they miss a roll and like, oh, got to switch dice. And anything that makes a game take longer or stalls out the game or waste time, I am very not a fan of. So switching out dice mid game, I don't care for. Um, there was only one time where I did that, and that's when I rolled three crit misses in a row. And I was like, okay, I think I will change these dice. Like, it has to be pretty severe to make me change dice more than just missing. It's got to be like, dang, these things actually might just be totally weighted wrong. Um, and then as far as, like, a favorite set of dice, my all-time favorite are the EarthX Captain America dice from the EarthX Dice and Token Pack. And then, obviously, the Dial H dice are just so sick. I love rolling them. They just look amazing from all stand-up. I don't know. What do you think, Simeon, when it comes to dice superstition? Yeah, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Uh, okay. No, that's an old Mitch Hedberg joke. Um, I Yeah, I, I know that there is a statistical probability f- for each roll, and obviously like that changes like how often you would roll like sevens in a row or eights in a row or whatever, but... I don't think swapping dice can affect that. I think, you know, maybe there's like something to say about a way that you like roll a certain pair of dice where, you know, if you've got the sixes up and you like palm them away, away, like you could potentially like roll more regularly high rolls. I don't know. I haven't looked into that, but I I don't believe it. I think switching dice or not, it's not going to change things. I will find myself in a game favoriting a certain set of dice for like my single d6 rolls and uh for my attack rolls so i'll have like one set that i use for d6 rolls one set sometimes and then as far as uh somebody that like puts the sixes facing up actually yeah i've done that before i don't i think i just like the way it looks aesthetically though i don't think it's because i think that they'll roll a six if i like they're not going to get fixed into place by just sitting there but yeah uh not really superstitious on dice rolls i at the end of the day i know that it's just math and you know it's possible it's entirely possible that you roll 20 crit rits and 20 crit misses in a row uh but it's highly improbable so yeah uh favorite set of dice um i think my go-to set is just like the these weird gold and red uh they're like supernatural dice i don't even remember where i got them i don't even know if they're tied to a certain game or show they've got kind of like weird runes and stuff it does remind me of like the supernatural tv show but i can't imagine why somebody would have a set of dice for that unless it was just i don't know out there already 
but uh, that is my go-to, especially if I'm playing like a Mystics team, it just kind of fits. And that's kind of what I do is I just try and theme my team with the dice. So if I'm playing Justice League, then I'm, you know, rolling my Justice League dice. If I'm playing Avengers, I'm rolling something that makes sense for Avengers. Same with like if the majority of my team's Spider-Man friends or adjacent like you know that's like the the crux of the team is spider-man or something i might roll my spider-man dice but sure. it just yeah just depends next up the maggot asks in the last design insights form Wizkids kids talks about why they are splitting martial artists and marksmen do you guys think there are any other keywords that need this treatment and what would they be split into? I really like, just like really quickly before we get too much into this, I really like the split between martial artist and marksman. I think it's really cool. I think you can kind of show off that I get it. A lot of comic characters, people and writers just like to be like, oh yeah, by the way, they're black belt and uh, whatever. You know, it feels like that's always rushed in a lot of storylines where it's like, yeah, no, totally. Of course, uh, before Captain America went and fought in World War II, uh, he like learned five different martial arts. Yeah, no, of course he did. You know, like stuff like that. They like to like tack on or whatever. That doesn't make a lot of sense for some characters. It's like, yeah, no, Punisher. Yeah, of course he's a black belt. Why wouldn't Punisher be? So I really like the difference in marksmen for like Winter Soldier, the Hawkeyes, bow and arrow people, green arrow, whatever, uh, Punisher, Deadshot, stuff like that. As far as a keyword split goes, someone mentioned it in our Discord, and I pretty much agree, maybe not to the exact extent, but I think scientist is too broad right now. We give any like doctor, medical person, they also get scientist. And I get that medicine is a science. But then also every mechanical engineer uh, also gets scientist or yeah. every just kind of brainiac dude. It's weird when like gets scientist. Dr. Claire Finn is able to team up with spider-man because they're both scientists it's like well they do very right. different. It's like one is a doctor in like the future the other is someone who's basically like really good at engineering and like chemistry and stuff right like, i wouldn't trust peter parker to do surgery on me yeah. like, maybe more <laughs> yeah. so than the average person but yeah not like the claire finn's level so that's one i don't know that i would like to split um, what were some of the ones? They had like engineer as one of them. And I don't hate mechanic or engineer necessarily as keywords. Let's see. That was asked in questions as well. Yeah, scientist would, could get split into mechanic or engineer. Uh, yeah, there's also like mad scientist and stuff. I think I think something, some kind of like, I don't want to call it like healthcare professional. That's a weird keyword. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, but there, there definitely should be a split for scientists because right now scientist is this over-encompassing keyword that yeah, I think could, do could easily be split. A split between like PhD and MD. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like that'd be, that also wouldn't be great for keyword usage, but no. it would make sense. Yeah, or doctor. I guess you can make a doctor keyword. Uh, Kind of weird, kind of a weird one, but I don't know the exact generic keyword to use for that, but I think it just should be split. Uh, I know people in the next phase dial and evidence thread on HC realms mentioned a few times how it seems podcaster keyword is basically a split from reporter. And oh, sure. I, I see that where it's like a podcast. It's kind of like what we're doing. We're kind of reporting, but I could also see that being like kind of a split from like dare I say celebrity? Mm. 
yeah, maybe I think, a little bit. But, you know, kind of a little bit entertainer because there's when, kind of like you know, some reporters are celebrities in their own right too. That like people true. know Dan Rather and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, they they do. Uh, Dan, that's the sixty minutes guy. Rather, oh, okay, perfect, sixty minutes guy. Yeah, then I, I know, know that one. I guess I then I definitely know up, that one. I guess if he's a sixty minutes guy, I know his name. I couldn't picture his face, but he did. He did stuff. So yeah. Besides, without the podcaster keyword, how else can we guarantee we'll get Joe Rogan into Hero Clicks? Come oh, on. No. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hated it as soon as I said it. Focus Joe Rogan, where he goes from like, yeah, he'll have his uh, quote unquote podcaster dial, and then he'll also have his kickboxing dial, and then his uh, MMA commentary yeah. dial. His bow hunting dial, fear his factor dial, elk meat dial, yeah, his his THC dial. Maybe not that one. <laughs> Maybe don't make that one. Yeah, there's some there's some fun stuff in there. I don't know. What do you think, Simi? What are some keywords that you might think could be split up? I know we talked about. I don't remember if it was during a live or if it was one of the episodes, but we talked about how they could split mystical into two, where it'd be, you know, people who are actually magic users. Or, like, they actually have, like, power that, like, is mystical or whatever. And then people that had magic done to them. Like, Werewolf mm. by Night doesn't shoot, like, blasts of, you know, like, eldritch energy out of his hands. Right. Or cast spells or anything. But he is cursed with, like, a spell or whatever. So, like, same with Wendigo. Same with... There's just, like, a few people where it's it makes sense for them to be in the mystical realm. But it doesn't make sense for them to be mystical. Uh, and so I actually, I like how it is because I like being able to theme those together. But if we wanted to get a little bit more pedantic with keywords and like split things up, I think that would make a lot of sense. I like that one. That kind of makes sense too, though, to me. I kind of dig it where it's like, you're not Dr. Fate, dude. You're just a guy that has now a supernatural element about you. It's kind of, yeah, I don't like that. And then the last question we have here is from Wesley R. If Disney gave WizKids permission to do a Star Wars theme set, what would you want to see? Let your imagination go wild. Discuss. I really hate to be a bomber, but we've got this question a handful of times about like a Star Wars set. And yeah, I really just hate to say it, but I honestly don't think I would care for Star Wars to be in Hero Clicks, and people can hate that as much as they want, but like Simi and I have talked about it a lot where we don't think the dials would be terribly interesting because of it. Every Jedi's power set is very similar. Every Stormtrooper pretty much very similar. Just a dude that runs and shoots, running shot toughness, precision strike, Pensai, whatever. You know, um, the Sith could be eviler versions of basically the exact same power set, sword yeah. and force. Maybe have Battle Fury on them. Yeah, Whoa, a little like, eviler, some yeah. negative perplex, I guess. Steel energy, yeah. No, it would. So, it yeah. makes plenty of sense in the Star Wars universe, like that the Star Wars universe could translate to hero clicks. It's kind of the same problem with like Gears of War or just like any property where yes like the the interesting thing about the characters is their own personalities whereas their actual abilities are all very similar i think that's where the issue comes in you'd have to make like a specific like very specific version of like darth vader like this is the force lightning version of darth vader and then that's his dial and almost every like main character like that would then have to have a shifting focus or 
a 200 point dial where they go from you know uh choke out like a officer and then get into a laser sword fight and then use force lightning like by the end of the day i don't know it would just mm, have to yeah. be either shifting focus i think is the only way or i guess they could just do like five of each character it doesn't necessarily have to be shifting focus um but yeah you'd have to pick very specific versions because as far as jedi go like almost all of them would have access to half the pac i mean if not more yeah maybe three quarters of the pac i think you would have to like you said make it very very specific like okay we make a darth sidious he has to be like all about mastermind behind the scenes and then just straight up lightning or something right and then we'd have to if you made anakin it would have to be turning to the dark side or whatever you know you can't just give each jedi like one jedi would have to be really really good at sword stuff one jedi would have to be great at the force one would have to be specifically good at like deflecting the shots back with the lightsaber because you couldn't really give that to everyone and it would just feel so boring um so it would, it, each jedi would just have to be a specific aspect of what a jedi can do versus like a well-rounded one otherwise they all feel so similar um General Grievous, I would say, would probably be the coolest one if they made him, because then he could do like four attacks in a turn or just something sick. So that maybe that's worth it. Just make Star Wars clicks. We get General Grievous, and he's just a beast. Also, but shifting then, focus because he can like turn into his weird spider yeah, body, do like something. spider body hypersonic, and like uh, hard to hit, and then go to yeah, the, forearm pinwheel lightsaber yeah. man try to make it very specific to the movie where it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Phantom Menace, very much learning how to do something. He's like the Robin to Qui-Gon Jinn's Batman or something. And then teaching Obi-Wan Kenobi from Clone Wars. And then like Jedi Master, full-fledged Obi-Wan. I, I actually like the idea of a branch of the Sith Obi-Wan who has like blasters so uncivilized who's like free once per game, make a ranged attack or something. Like that'd be kind of funny from his fight with General Grievous. They would just, yeah, they'd have to be very specific versions. If they did a Star Wars Iconics, this, I think, would be better than a Star Wars set. So let's say you make a Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker battle on Mustafar. Their bases connect. They're on those weird floating things with some lava on the base. That's amazing. That's beautiful. If you make, like, a, a New Hope Iconics, and it's, like, Chewie, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Luke... Old man Ben, uh, Darth Vader, or something that could be very, very good. Maybe a just I think I think Iconics, yes. I think a full set, no. Yeah. I think if you did Iconics for like each movie and you did the main crew, main cast for each movie, and then maybe you did a kind of how they're coming out with the Star of Fights or something where it's like these are where you get your generic stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, the, like whatever. The, those bag of things that they, yeah, the yeah thing. reuse like a sculpt so like maybe you have commander right. rex and like the clone wars one right and then yeah you just like repaint him as generic trooper and release so, him. yeah that'd be cool we, we started off a little negative a little not super into it but i think if they did yeah and iconics for each movie and it was like five very well thought out characters versus like a full set i think that's probably the best way to do it where everything doesn't feel bad i guess or overused or non-unique or whatever i think that would be really cool how likely do you think we are to because we've done at this point two like disney proper things with uh disney 
Disney Plus in the next phase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would really like to see it. You know, they haven't made a Disney movie outside of a Marvel thing since The Lone Ranger in 2013, I want to say. So I would like to see it. The Star Wars license is so weird. And there's already a miniature game for it, too. Do they have a miniatures game right now? I guess they have Attack Wing, right? Um, They have Attack Wing, but there's no, there's like an actual like. I don't know if it's an active game or if it's dead, but there you. I think it's like Star Wars Legion, where there's miniatures oh, okay. that you can. They're like sprue based. You can put them together and then paint them. Mm, and they have I like cards and stuff. Gotta say, if I could have any Star Wars game, I'd obviously prefer it to be Hero Clicks, 100%. I know just today, which is very annoying, at Dragon's Lair today, there was some kind of opening event for some Star Wars card game that uh, sadly took up a lot of play space from us Heroclix players when I thought Sundays were supposed to be our day at Dragon's Lair. Uh, don't know what's going on there. But then, yeah, there was like 10, 15 people, like a decent amount of people for this like Star Wars TCG first opening whatever learn to play thing. And I'm just like, you guys could all be playing Heroclix right now. You're playing a lame card game. <laughs> Those cards don't even go to anything. They're just cards. These cards have cool figures with cool dials that look dope. My cards are way cooler than your cards. Just saying. But uh, no, I didn't actually have any anti-card game rhetoric for the people uh, playing that day. I was just mildly miffed that they were taking up so much space, even though we could still play fine. I was like, mm, but you should all be playing hero clicks instead. How dare you? So yeah. Anyways, hopefully that helps answer your question there, Wesley. Oh, I guess, ooh. Like a Bad Batch Iconics. Yeah, there's probably quite a few just iconic sets you could do yeah. that I would like for Star Wars versus making a full set. I think I think a and full think, set would ruin some of the specialtyness of it. Yeah, but like I would definitely rather Falcon see it as like an Iconics than like a starter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I, I think Iconics would be the way to go with Star Wars. Whether it be like the movie poster is the front of the box or like Millennium Falcon, Darth Vader's helmet, some cool stuff like that would be kind of neat. But anyways, guys, that is all we have. Once again, not a whole lot happening right now. Hopefully before Adepticon comes out, we'll be able to do a Disney Plus Next Phase set review. Or at the very least, the week before or so, we'll do a set review with what we have chatting about. uh, Good picks, we think, for Adepticon, Super Seals or Battle Royales. Maybe even mix in some original Disney Plus talk for stuff like that. So you can look forward to that. The second Adepticon sealed game will be coming up this week sometime. Uh, on our YouTube channel between Simeon and I kind of shows you again what Adepticon Sealed might be like for those that are planning to go, as well as we're planning on next week, hopefully having a big IPF episode going into all the cool tournaments that are going to be happening for the IPF, as well as how you, that's right, you, an international listener, a non-American international listener, could get your trip funded to the United States for Memphis, Tennessee, Worlds in September. So stay tuned on all this cool, exciting Dial H stuff that's coming down the pipeline soon. Absolutely. And if you want to, I don't know, at this point, still pre-order some next phase, or maybe just pick up some old singles that you haven't uh, picked up lately, you should check out CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including your latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5 when you do to save 5% off your order. And if you want to go direct to the source, where I know you can pre-order these things, you might want to go to shop.wizkids.com see what kind of promotions they're running, because they run promotions all the time. 
And when you go there, you can use code DIALH10 to save 10% off of your order. Doesn't work for specialty figures, iconics, pre-releases. I don't know. I think we should probably message them and see if that's updated or if that's just all. But some of those things. It might not always work. Maybe it's supposed to. We should. We'll check. We'll check, listener. But for Ah. now, that's what it works on. And like always, everybody, for all your Heroclix content, podcasts, YouTube videos, and more, make sure you dial H. Bye, Felicia. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Heroclix help. Ooh. <laughs> Not going there. That's how numbers work. Over okay, six yeah, people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. Well, the rest of this case uh, doesn't matter at all. I'm from Canada. Should I leave that in? I mean, if you want to leave the bye Felicia in, that's fine. That's fine. For the culture, that's fine. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs>